Hey there, this is Emily. And this is Rosa. Welcome to the Unchecked Podcast. We are two women from two different countries who will talk about living life in their late 20s. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we'll talk about our top books of all time, the books that we have read last year, and the books that we're currently excited to read this year. We'll also share strategies about what books we think are really good to read together, how fast do we usually read, how often do we have reading sessions and tips that we have because we all want to read a little bit more. So to start us off, Emily, tell us what are your top five books of last year? Yeah, so we really thought this episode would be great because a lot of people are setting intentions for 2021. Um, so my top five actually really goes through multiple different categories. So the first one is called Boggle Hyde's Guide to Investing. So it's pretty unconventional, right? So you probably would have thought I would list a fiction or nonfiction first. Um, but this was actually the first book that really got me into like investing. Um, and it gives like solid examples and practical advice about like how to get started and like the difference between different types of investments you're considering. Um, so some context for our listeners, I think I mentioned it before, but like, I'm really focused on like financial planning this year. And so this was actually like a great um, starting book for a lot of people who are interested to learn more about it. Um, and so some context behind it, it, this book was named after this like Vanguard founder and investor called John Bogle. Um, and it's, and basically after reading this book, there's kind of like community of people called Bogleheads who are like super interested in understanding what investing means. So I recommend uh, for folks who are interested in learning about financial planning to check this one out. All right. So a little bit different. Um, my second book um, is called Exhalation. It's by Ted Chang. Um, and I really love sci-fi. I would say that's like my top three genres. So this you could think of as like the literary form of Black Mirror. Um, when you read us the short story, each of his short stories, you come out of it feeling really weird. Um, and for me, that's really interesting. Um, so they actually have a lot of interesting stories and a lot of them are focused on um, humans' interaction with technology, like how they react to it um, and different scenarios that involve some form of weird technology that's like introduced in that world. Um, so some of the stories I wanted to lift up from there is, so there's this one story that talks about um, humans. They're basically playing this like alternate digital universe. It's like online and they actually build like digital or internet robots. Uh, but what's interesting is that like the, these robots have been with these humans for like a really long period of time. So then it goes into the theory or the idea of like what happens when these robots have emotions? Like are there rules surrounding about like what happens if you delete these robots? Are you actually essentially deleting another human? Uh, so that was really interesting. And then there's one that talks about um, if I'm in a world and basically I can log into a computer and see me in the past and in the future. So then it gives the explanation of like what happens if you see yourself in the future and you talk to yourself in the future. Like how do you react and all of that? Um, so a really, really interesting book. Um, it depends on what type of reader you are, but I thought it was like very, very nice. So the next one I have, book number three, it's called Circe um, by Madeline Miller. 
Um, if the word Circe sounds familiar, she is actually the daughter of the god Helios. Um, so it's a really myth- it's a mythological read, um, and Circe was actually really famous um, in Homer's Odyssey. So if folks actually ever read that book, base- basically Odysseus visits like this isolated island and meets Circe. Um, she's known as like the witchress or seductress, and basically she turns his men into pigs. So like like that's kind of the context or the original story behind it. Um, she's a person that like seduces men and turns them into animals. But in this book, it kind of takes a different take on it. Um, it tells like a true story of like how she grew up, how she ended up being called the seductress, like what her background is. Um, and then her relationships with like her relatives, her witchcraft, um, her enemies, and of course her lovers. Um, this one I actually like read all in one sitting. It was definitely a page turner. I could not stop. Um, and also I learned a lot about Greek mythology along the way. Um, so if you really want to like read something that's it doesn't take too much of your brain power, <laughs> I really recommend this book. Okay, so there's two more I wanted to point out. Um, one is called Little Fires Everywhere uh, by Celeste Ning. It's a show on Hulu for if, if folks are more visual learners and actually just want to watch um, this book instead. Uh, but basically the premise of it is that it tells a story of what happens when this new family moves into this idealistic utopia called like Shaker Heights in Ohio. Um, So Shaker Heights is supposedly like the perfect ideal community with like family values and all that. Um, But what you actually find as you're reading it is that it's actually like everything's fake, really. There's like lies. um, There's false premises. The people who aren't aren't actually who they say they are. They're putting up like a false context. Um, And it really shows like the different living styles between like a rich quote unquote nuclear family and like a nomadic like working mom um and so like if you actually watch the hulu version even though like race isn't explicitly written in the book uh the show actually takes it one step further and puts like this nomadic working mom as a black woman and then um also like the rich nuclear family as like a white family so it actually digs further into race and like kind of the tensions that underlie all that Um, I really like this book because if you read through it, they introduce a lot of like subtle nuances and interactions between everyone that like you only really understand if you go through that content and you read through it. Um, And also I thought was the dynamics between each of these uh, communities were also really interesting. Um, She also has another book uh, that she ran before. So I just recommend her actually as an author in in general. Last but not least on my list for 2020 um, is So You Want to Talk About Race by um, Ijama Ulu. Um, so this one is something that was recommended actually by my coworker. And it, this is really interesting. I recommend it as a kind of a foundational piece for folks who, I don't know how to say it, but like want to figure out how to approach conversations about race or to understand the background behind it. Um, it is very no nonsense. This is the fucking shit that's happening in the world and you need to acknowledge it, which I really like. Um, and it, it kind of goes through like what daily interactions you might have and how can you actually like talk through them. So while like this book doesn't really say like this is the one size fits all solution, it really like helps people that are reading it examine their own privileges um, and how they could begin to have these conversations. So that was a really great one um, that I recommended. So that was my top five. Um, I hope 
people got like a good mix of everything. Um, so I'll sh- push it off to Rosa. Rosa, what was your top five for 2020? So first of all, I was going to go wake up at the beginning of 2020. So I kind of read a lot of self-help books. And one of the ones that really kind of hit a chord for me was Untamed by Doyle Grennon. And it was amazing. It was very uplifting. It talked about women and how we deal with things and how we are born wild but yet at, at a young age, but then because of society, we kind of are held back for from our full potential. Then another book that I thought was very interesting that I, from more of a sci-fi kind of vibe is The Tree Body Problem by Xin Liu. It really opened my mind about what can be done with writing, especially me as a person of science. Uh, I really enjoy the physics behind it. I really think that there's a lot to explore and I really enjoy how he added a lot of cultural uh, Chinese themes in it, which was really interesting because I love Chinese culture. More of a political um, was uh, Mike Gonzalez, uh, that's the author, <laughs> sorry, and the book is titled In the Red Corner, The Marxism of Jose Carlos Mariategui. And Mariategui is the father of the Communist Party in Peru. And it was very interesting to see from a perspective that is anachronistic, that is from now, how um, his views of what could be uh, and what has been has shaped Peru, right? Especially because, you know, like Western uh, mentality is kind of like, oh, well, communism was invented by the West, but it kind of brings to question, communism wasn't invented in Peru because we already had lived in communism in a way back in the Inca times, right? We all lived in communities and we have that EU and we kind of share resources and we kind of gave each other help or, okay, well, I can do this, you do this, we'll trade. And everything was part of a community. So it's, it really opens your mind about more like political view of things and how we have more of a Western view of everything so it really opened my mind and on that political theme i also read lola olufemi uh her book uh feminism interrupted disrupting power and it really blew my mind i really think that everybody should pick up this book i mean it's not even that long it's like 200 ish pages but it really hits every single um every single thing that feminism is And what I really loved about the book is that it made me uncomfortable because no matter how woke on quotation marks you think you are, you can always learn more. So I really, it made me face a lot of things that I kind of didn't want to think about. So it was really good. I felt uncomfortable in a good way. And then the last book I would say was um, Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind by Yuval Nora Harari. And the book was just lit uh it really like made me think about things in a different perspective because as i said i'm a programmer i think zeros and ones right and sometimes i think about you know money and the law which especially now looking at the way the world is you don't see justice right and then you see all these ideas and it's kind of like we invented it right if tomorrow as a community we decide that money is not the way that we're going to run things we can change the world because all of this our society has been in all these ideas and the only reason why we are living this way is because we all agree to this reality but we can always change it tomorrow so it was a very interesting and opening my mind on ways of seeing things 
So to switch gears, what are you looking forward to to reading this year, Emily? Yeah. Oh my God. So the three body problem is not on my top five list, but I did just recently read it. <laughs> and I would say just like a warning for those that are not like scientifically inclined. It was a little bit hard for me to go through. <laughs> Um, but my top five for 2021, um, it's a, also a kind of a mix of short stories and also sci-fi. Um, so it's Dune by Frank Herbert. Ooh, I love that book. I'm so excited for you to read it. <laughs> yeah, I just started like the first few pages of it. So uh, not, not too far. Um, but it's basically, uh, from what I remember, basically about this man who is traveling another planet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, something sci-fi related. Uh, super excited for that. The next one is What I Talk About When I Talk About Running by Haruki Murakami. Um, again, Murakami obviously is a famous author, but I bought this book specifically because um, I'm a runner. And it's really interesting to kind of see his journal entries as he's like going through this journey of like running marathons and half marathons. Um, so I picked that book up. I think it's more of kind of like a bedtime read, like a few excerpts um, a day, like just to end the night. The next one, I think this is the one that Rosa recommended, uh, Severance by Ling Ma. Uh, it was, Rosa, was that you who, who recommended this book to me? I don't remember. No, it wasn't <laughs> me. But the, one, but the one before, I actually gave it to Catherine for Christmas like oh, last nice. year. I love that book. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that one. So Severance by Ling Ma, um, it's very like dystopian. And uh, what I remember hearing from my friends is that it's very relevant to like what's happening with COVID-19 today. Um, so I think someone, uh, this is like about the millennial who like works in New York and what happens is that I think people like outside of her apartment or people like in the world turn to zombies and it talks about her relationship and her experiences throughout all that. Uh, the next one is Black Leopard, Red Wolf by Marlon James. Um, that is again, more of like a sci-fi, sci-fi book. Um, and then the last part is called The Moth Presents Occasional Magic. Um, so The Moth is actually a live show that they host at different locations around the United States. And um, basically, if you participate in The Moth, you actually get to tell your story within a certain amount of time. Um, so The Moth Presents is actually this book of like people's personal stories, and it's always centered around a theme. So the theme for this one was about like occasional magic, so which is like mystery or new things that like come up in your life. So I'm really excited to like purchase that book and start reading it. Um, so yeah, those are my top five. How about you, Rosa? Okay, so the books that I'm looking forward to reading or I'm currently reading this year is the first one is The Dark Forest by Shinjun Liu. So obviously after reading the first one, I have to read this one and the next one. So that's one. The other one is Here in Paris, uh, there's a bookstore called Shakespeare's Incorporated and it actually has uh, a book club and this is a book club uh, that we the, a book club, club book that we that we picked and actually the author is gonna come to our well not come but you know be in the in the live chat that we're gonna have the live discussion online and I'm so excited uh, and it's Hood Feminism so I'm really 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 excited and the author is Mickey Kendall so I'm really excited to share with her I actually haven't read the book yet I'm gonna read it by the end of this month but I cannot wait because I really feel that feminism lacks a lot of uh, intersectionality especially like during dealing with the whole pink pussy hat movement and all of that like 
like the march and what like the march of women march and all of that it was kind of like i feel <laughs> i don't know i i felt very excluded as a woman of color as someone that is kind of like in the fringes you know like people that are like oh well biden is now president so now i can go back to brunch like there's not other a thousand million problems with our democracy but anyway so i'm looking forward to reading that book then i have this other book that i gotta thank anya for the recommendation it's called the seven husbands of evelyn hugo by taylor jenkins reed uh actually like i put i follow goodreads yeah. and i read the comments for this book and literally people said that it changed our lives so i'm really excited to read it i also really excited to see like queer perspectives because i haven't read many queer books so i'm looking forward to that then i have another book uh the vanishing half by brit bennett and i just really excited to read about like identities and twins and uh the family and all these different things that i kind of miss because i'm here in france and my family is far away uh so yeah i'm looking forward to that and also obviously um the the racism aspect of it uh about racial identities and how that shapes us because i don't know how to explain it but like now that you that i live in france and i have been in so many meetings and so many i don't know how to explain it like the way the concept of race for us is so different than here france has a lot of problems with race like don't let me don't even let me get started on that topic but for them it's kind of like something that they mask you know like actually in france it's not like it's illegal to get a sondage um survey on race you know like yeah because well it has to do with world war ii because you know before world war ii that's how the jewish people get got found out where they were but even now like we don't know like for example in the united states we have like you know a lot of uh, surveys like or mm. things that say like oh for example latinx families have like the lowest income or something like that i mean i'm not saying that it's true i'm just saying like you know kind of like based by race but we, then we don't have such a thing here because they don't have they, that's illegal mm. and mm-hmm. they have a little they have like this very have everything has to be assimilated you know but in the united states growing up there your race is pretty much always a constant companion like nobody would ever let you forget that you're not white. <laughs> so <laughs> the vanishing half is really good. I like. I, re- I read that book this year too. I forgot to like talk through it to my top five, but like that definitely makes a list for me too. It was really good. And then uh, the Midnight Library by Mac Hegg. And yeah, I just wanted to read something that was seen to be magical because we need something magical sometimes in this world. <laughs> So with that said, I have read only 18 books last year. Well, I wouldn't shouldn't say only, but I mean, I follow Goodreads and I follow my friends and I see them reading like, oh my God, so many books and it makes me so happy for them. But at the same time, I want to read more books. So this year, uh, my goal is to read 26 books. We'll see how that's going to happen. So Emily, what are your tips for me and our listeners? About reading books? Yeah. Yeah, so that's a great... So I, I didn't look at my list yet. I think I have around like 15 too. So like very similar to yours. Um, My goal is actually like... It's probably gonna be more honestly with the quarantine and everything. Right now I have it set to 12, like a book a month. But it might become more because I'm already starting to order them. 
I think the hardest part about reading books is like finding the right book. And that's quite hard because like usually like I would go to the library or bookstore and what I would do is like I would spend like hours going through each of the books, like reading the the summary and then actually like reading the first few pages to see like the author's style, which is still a bit hard. Um, But now that everything's online, uh, most of what I do is like I ask people for recommendations. So like you or some of my friends that are like are avid readers or to your point, I actually go on Goodreads too and look at like top sci-fi or top fiction. The only part, the only downside with going on Goodreads is that like you just have to make sure to do your due diligence and research on like if this is actually the right book for you. Because sometimes a popular book arguably might not be actually a good book or the, the one that's not right for you. Um, so it's doing a little bit more of your research. The last thing I want to note is that I'm really actively choosing authors that are women or people of color. Um, so I'm excited to like dive deep more into that um and like finding like new and upcoming authors that i haven't read before how about you rosa what what are your strategies so one of my strategies is to read a, more than one book at a time because last year i got stuck so i'm one of those readers that cannot just put a book down even if the book is not good i still need to finish it so it kind of felt like a task you know like oh my god i can't do anything besides i have to read this book so it kind of felt like oh my god something i have to do so now i read multiple books at the same time well not like two two right now I'm reading <laughs> i was like you're reading 10 books at the same time power to you girl bro seriously <laughs> I'm reading uh, Love in the Time of Cholera and I'm reading, well, actually I'm reading three books, but reading two books and listening to one. So I'm reading Love in the Time of Cholera Mm. by obviously Gabriel Garcia Marquez and I'm reading Bad Love by Mama Boo, which I totally recommend. Uh And I'm listening to How to Be Anti-Racist by Abraham X. Kennedy. So I'm trying to diversify the way that, you know, like I digest books. So that's that. So first of all, have multiple books and have multiple books at the same time. Like maybe you have a Kindle and a book, a physical book and an audiobook. So you have different ways to get um, into reading. Another good thing that I heard is that kind of like tie something to reading. So for example, all of us are on our phones a lot. So one of my goals in 2021 is to stop being so much on my phone. So I'm trying to convert all those minutes on my phone because, you know, all of us can see how long we stay on our phones. So I'm trying to convert that time into Mm -hmm. reading time. So I kind of have like tangible, you know, oh, Rosa, you've been spending like two hours on instagram what's wrong with you you should be reading instead so i'm kind of like making myself more uh uh, what's it called like accountable accountable accountable, exactly and then another thing is that like you said like sometimes like what you said about going to a library and spending uh, time there to look for a new book i think that being part of a book club helps because especially when you're with someone that is a curated reader that knows what to read and like I'm part of this like I said this feminist book club and it really helps me because it has really like brought new books that I never thought like I ever even thought about and they bring the author sometimes so it's really interesting to talk to the author itself you know as an expiring writer and also like um having multiple books waiting for you to read because sometimes i think that we kind of get frozen like okay i finish all my books that i'm reading what to read next right so every so months every three months or something well lately i've been going a lot but every so often i go and get like four books or three books that i um so i have like my stack ready so i never have to like you know have some off time like i'm like oh yeah i have some 
something to look forward to, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I really like your like multiple book strategy. Um, and then also with like digital reading clubs, it could also just be people that you follow up on, follow online on Instagram, like a different accounts and they like curate a list of recommendations for you. You could always follow that. And like when you engage in conversation, it could literally be like a uh, comment on a post that they just made. Um, so I really like that idea. Yes. And there's so, mm. there's so much on Reddit too. So I can attach all of the subreddits that I follow about literature. So it's really good because honestly, I am obsessed with Camus and like Jane Austen and you know, like, I read the same thing sometimes because I yes. love it so much. Yeah, but you want the variety, right? And but you can't find the right book because there's so many books out there. Exactly. So also, like, I follow my high school literature teacher because she's amazing, and I actually still kind of try to read all of the books that she reads. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I follow. I actually have her on Facebook too, and I follow her on Goodreads, and she's like a feminist badass, and I really look up to her. So I really um, make sure that I kind of like look up what she's into and try to read up on those as well. Yeah. So like after this podcast, folks, we're also going to like drop in the links to our book list too, if you're interested in just seeing the full list that we talked about just now. Awesome. So uh, Rosa, now that we talked about about you know 2020 2021 let's actually dive into like what is the top three books of all time what are the top three on your list of all time of all time of all time of all time yo it was hard for me too but mine has memories attached to it so i'll tell my reasoning a little bit later okay so i kind of cheated and i said harry potter (laughs) oh yo i was gonna say harry potter but i took that out because i knew you were gonna say it It was it was my childhood, you know. Yeah. I am a slither into the bone. If you haven't know, if you have been hurt hearing listening to this podcast, you know I'm a slithering. So, anyways, it like I love it. Like I every single thing. Also, like I know it's problematic because of all the things that are going on. So, like mm-hmm. I try not to buy anything anymore from Harry Potter because I know that Huma's Navi name is not is transphobic. So, yeah. go to that. So yes, but I have to say that of all times, it has to be Harry Potter because it really changed my childhood. Okay, you go so we can go off one one you, one me. Okay. okay, okay. So I mean, if you're doing Harry Potter, I'll do one that's also a childhood favorite. Um, It's called House Moving Castle. Did you know that there was a book? <gasps> Yes. There's a book that came out of it. So it, this is the what this is a book by Diana Wine Jones. Um, and if you heard Rosa gasp, it's because there is a popular anime that came out of that. Um, Christian Bale was the voice of Hal. <laughs> but what I really liked about the book is actually it's quite different from the anime. Um, and it's like a really combined like romance and coming of age story of this woman called like Sophie Hatter. She goes from this, so she basically is a teenager. She's uncertain for future. And then she, a witch turns her into an old lady. And then she, to like turn herself back, she meet, meets like how this powerful wizard. And then it just like ta- talks about like how she actually grows her confidence like as a woman. So like aside from the romance aspect, which is like, of course, amazing. Just like seeing how her character develops was also great for me. And like, I read this like a long time ago. Um, I actually watched the anime v- first too. So it was it was cool, like, getting to put a face to each of these characters. Um, and shout out to Calcifer, who's a fire demon. I love him, too. Uh, so that's that's my number one for me. Okay, go for it, Rosa. How about, what's your number two? Okay, so, like I said, Jane Austen is my girl. So, uh, Pride and Prejudice. Uh, yes, yes. I have read that book way too many times. Like, I want to get married to Mr. Darcy. I just, like, love everything about it, you know? And it's 
sometimes it's crazy because I'm watching Bridgerton right now, which is like a Regency period drama, and I love I love that time. Even though like I hate British history and like they're like like you know they're the biggest evil nation that's ever been. I'm just like, not really. <laughs> like I mean like you know like they're crazy, they're amazing, they have really good things, but at the same time they do some horrible things. I mean like everybody, I guess. But I just love that time period. Like, I just, uh, I love Jane Austen, the way she explains uh, society at the time. And I just ha- love having a women's perspective, you know, because uh, I love reading all books and sometimes it's like exhausting. Like, a lot, as much as I love Gabriel Garcia Marquez, um, I don't know if I want to say something, uh, something this, uh, uh, whatever. I always say things that are kind of, uh, controversial they say but it's hard to read certain things that you know like they're a little bit uh, a little bit out there you know like uh in loving the time of cholera there's a lot of like old men like having relationships with kids so pretty much that's pedophilia you know and like as much as people want to say oh yeah like that's in the olden times and all these things it's like it's hard to read that you know like the book yeah i mean don't get me wrong he's an amazing writer but sometimes it's hard to like read all these old men, you know, perspectives of life. And it's like, okay, well, this is like effed up, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the concepts of books and also authors can be controversial too. Like, for instance, like I love Ender's Game, but Orson Scott Card is a racist. So <laughs> there's that going. Yeah. I, I, I get it because it's like, you know, like this is another conversation for another time, but like it's kind of like, can you still enjoy the art? when that person is controversial and i think i have kind of decided for myself i mean it's me that i can enjoy it as long as i don't like for example picasso who is known problematic person like i enjoy it because i mean it doesn't matter he's dead you know yeah like but i wouldn't go to watch a film by someone that is you know like bad right now because they're still making money out of it so yeah it's kind of like like for example like i won't buy any more harry potter shit though it becomes more of a moral question right yeah Yeah, like what your boundaries are so what about you next yeah uh speaking of different types of ways actually no that's not related so the next one is wicked Um, there's a musical of that of course i don't know rose have you heard of it um it's by gregory mcguire and it talks about um the wicked witch of the west so this character that's from the wizard of oz um, but unlike the film itself, um, it's actually like an adult novel that talks about the Wicked Witch. Like her name is Alphaba and she's actually seen as like a protagonist. Um, it's again a coming of age story, uh, but how she really grew up like through misconceptions in society to become this quote unquote like hated person or like really misunderstood by society. Um, what's ironic is that Glinda or Glinda the Good Witch is actually the antagonist of the story. So even though like, I don't know, I wouldn't say she has ill intentions, but she's just like a shitty character in this book. Um, I, I thought it was really interesting because like similar to Cirque, it's like a different take on a, 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 an evil character, which I always like, I love backstories. Um, and then I, I also like appreciate how it talked about like how Miss society can like misunderstand people and devalue individuals that are like are not necessarily the norm right so like the wicked witch of the west she's like entirely covered in green and has like this weird voice and so people because of what she looks like already have assumptions about her even before she like says anything or does anything um so that that's number two on my list so what's your last one rosa so i have to say that this one has given me this book has given me my biggest fear of all life 
of my whole life. So I am deadly afraid of rats. So much so that Emily can vouch for me that I have run into upcoming traffic to run away from a rat in New York City once. <laughs> oh, I know. I think I know what book this is. So, I can so 1984 by George Orwell <laughs> yeah. has been... I think I read it when I was way too young but um it has started my love for dystopian novels and mm-hmm. i really like it's crazy how even to this day all of these things all of the themes in this book are, is still so prevalent in our society you know the whole double speak like fake news hello like mm-hmm. everything that he wrote is still so timely today and i don't know if we don't change things i think they're gonna be tiny timely tomorrow as well like it's just incredible how he had so much grabs on everything and how he knew mm-hmm. how to put things in a way to make you think. Like, even now, like, Big Brother is everywhere, you know? Hi, NSA agent that is listening to me right now. You know, like, especially, like, it's crazy because I send messages to my friends and they always tell me, oh, uh, there's some things that I can't send you or stuff because, like, the, you know, we have more rights here in Europe. Like, we have more protections. And so there's stuff that the European uh, fire, like, you know, law doesn't let pass. Like, Facebook things that they do. Mm. So it's interesting. Just, I really love 1984, what stands for and what has it inspired, you know? Because then A Brand New World, Planet Fall, like, all these other books, yeah. you know, like, that I read after that have a similar theme. And also, like, I think I sparked my, my love for politics. Well, I wouldn't say love, but I would say my interest, yeah. Passion. (laughs) Um, So I could go for my last one uh, to round it all out. And I think it's like, it's more soft. Well, not really. But um, it's actually a collection of poetry. I don't know if I'm cheating a little bit by saying it. Um, And I talked to Rose about this by by Rupi Kaur. Um, So her two books that came out before and actually her third book that I have on hand right now, um, the, the Sun and Her Flowers, Milk and Honey, and Homebody. So there's, those are the three collections. And never before has a book like, and it's like like four simple words in in like a line of poetry resonated with me so much. So like, I don't know, like you, I really, really highly recommend our readers to buy at least like her first collection, which is Milk and Honey. It talks about like the idea of survival. So things, things such as like, abuse relationship of love and family come into play um sun and flower is all about like love and relationships and then i, I think homebody is like your relationship with your own body um but especially for as an immigrant um daughter just like reading some of her excerpts was like wow this like spoke yawns to me i don't know how to describe it rosa but you you know what i'm saying right when you read her work it's just like damn man that speaks on so many levels yeah i really like her and i also like the other author that i that i mentioned to you today mm-hmm. and what, what was her name again uh let me look it up because honestly i want to i want to make sure that i say it right <laughs> okay no i just like i'm really bad with names you know and i really hate it when people say my name yes wrong, which they usually mm-hmm. do but I try my best not to butcher other people's names because I, I get this trouble. It's Naira Wahi. And if I said it wrong, I'm so sorry. Like, I, but it's Naira Wahi. And oh my God, like what I sent you if every day, not every day, but I read it so often, you know. You broke the ocean in half to be here only to meet nothing that wants you. Immigrants, like, bro. Yeah, that was that was deep. <laughs> but 
But actually, to round up this episode, I want to give a really positive uh, poetry line from Ruby Core, if that's okay with you. Yes, do it. Okay, um, so here it goes. The universe took its time on you, crafted you to offer the world something different from everyone else. When you doubt how you were created, you doubt an energy greater than us both. The title is irreplaceable. Oh wow! I have it. I, I have it. My on my um, on my drawer on my desk at home. It's just like it's such a great thing to read, especially when you're feeling down sometimes. Um, and then you read it, and you're like, yeah, like I'm powerful i'm someone that was created here for a reason and see that's the beauty of writing of reading i think that it's kind of like a way to escape your reality and right now especially with what everything is going on it's nice to have a couple of moments for yourself and just read something go somewhere else go to a different galaxy a different time period yeah it's really great it's kind of like a, a good getaway that's our reality, yeah, what you said. So thank you everyone for listening to our episode. We hope you got some inspiration to fill up your 2021 reading list. Um, again, Rose and I will drop down all the resources we talked about um, in our reading list and our Reddit threads below. Um, and we'll look forward to seeing you in next episode. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.